people have the opportunity to numb and tune out reality. And most people are doing that because it's so intense. I think it's probably easier to tune it out and just even your dreams. Like I get why people want to smoke pot and just not remember their dreams. Mic check. Uh. Welcome to the Blue Dreamer broadcast. Coming to you live. Ah. Uh, this is the first episode. I've got with me a hip-hop artist. Stilo Free. Say what's up. Yo, what's up? What's, what's up? up? What's, what's good? Up? What's good, y'all? How you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Just uh, yes. trying this shit out, man, you know? <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell There's always yeah. got to be a first time for everything, man, so. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the Blue Dreamer broadcast. I- I've decided to not use the term podcast because it's, okay. it's kind of sounding a little dated already to me, so. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. going old school and keeping it a, a broadcast. Okay. And actually just um I just have more ideas now. Um I feel like I wanna like put everything that I can out there instead of just talk, mm-hmm. just interviews. I wanna I'm gonna do like DJ mixes and Nice. Whatever, whatever I want to do, I want to put it out there, and like yeah, I love a bit out the box. I like that. I like yeah, that. you know, I mean, we always got to try something different, you know, to just keep shit fresh, you know, and and like not even trying to be innovative, but just keep shit fresh for myself as much as possible. You know, what I mean, I like that. yeah, and on the other side of that too, like a lot, a lot of people are starting their own podcast now. You know, so it's right. Like, Anything you can do to stick out is going to be beneficial. I mean, there's millions, literally millions of podcasts out there. So it's like, how do you, how do you be original? You know, like, but that's, that's everything. That's like music. Yeah. I was just going to say that too. You know, and, and it's crazy to me because music never gets old. It doesn't Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. it's, it's literally infinite. You know, that's how I see it. And, and Mm -hmm. because I always find new music that I like. Yeah. And I think it's kind of like within parameters of existence, there's always something there for anybody. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so what's, what's been going on in your head lately, man? Um, nothing, man. I haven't smoked weed in about 11 weeks. All right, good for you, man. Awesome. I haven't really drank in probably longer than that. Cool. So I just been trying to stay focused. I've been in the gym four days a week. Nice. I just put out. I just put out the EP last month. Yeah. On the 4th. So lights and shadows. Cool. Lights and shadows. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Thank sir. you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for that remix too, man. Oh, dope. Respect, dude. Hey, I, you know, I just when I hear things and I vibe, I always, I always want to add my touch. You know, like yeah. in some way, in any way, and it's like sometimes I feel literally like. I'm tagging along onto somebody else's thing. But no, I, can't, you feel that way. I can't help it though. That's that's what I love to do. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm just like, oh, like 
I want to get down too. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, is that cool? Yeah, you know, but like, yeah. then I kind of have to prove myself in a way, you know, and it's like, I think that's the artist in you, brother. Of course, of course. And I, and I know that, you know, and, and I respect that about everybody, you know, because mm-hmm. we've all got ideas, we've all got views, we've all got opinions. But, you know, even that, that track that, you know, and, and we'll play it in a little bit, but like, even that track, I just, it felt so different. Like mm-hmm. it really is different, yeah. Absolutely. To me, that was the one that stood out for me. But when I hear your flow, I'm like, oh, that's like it reminds me of like boom bap. Like that's why I had to okay. give it that kind of boom bap style. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. But that's just I'm an old school head, dude. I love, you know, KRS One is my all time favorite okay. MC. So, and then DJ Premier is my all time favorite producer. So I'm. Oh, you're right in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I take a lot of influence from that. But then I listen to like Deftones and you know metal and yeah. you know I'm all, I'm all I'm all the full spectrum as as much as possible. You know. So yeah, man. Um. So where did you start in music? What musically, from whatever age, like what hit you first to really i was just about to say this but uh the fact that you're saying you're a hip-hop head man like that's where it all started for me dude because for sure. um i have memories of just being like you know three four five years old or however old i was and my pops was a dj Straight. and he had this he had this vinyl collection so i just remember him playing like uh you know electric relaxation by tribe or a war tour by tribe or even stuff yeah. like freestyle stuff like when I hear music yeah. uh, by yeah. Debbie Deb and all yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. And yeah. when I was probably like about 20, 21 years old, I think maybe a little uh, younger than that, yeah. my dad gave me all his records in his turntables. Wow. So I have all these vinyls from like 93 and before. And it's You just still like, have them? I still got them. Fuck, how much? Yeah. It's probably, <laughs> there's probably like six. No, I mean, how much, how much to sell? You want to sell them, dude? No, I'll buy no, 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 I'm no, just no, kidding. No. I'm so, kidding. Bro. My, those are my family heirlooms. Uh, right uh, there, no doubt, know? no doubt. But yeah, but like, I like everything, dude. I branched out probably like uh, I was a hip hop kid probably till like maybe like eighth or ninth grade, and then I started listening to Sublime, and Sublime got me into everything else, man. From there it was like Dope. Chili Peppers, yeah. It was the Strokes, yeah. Um, and then you know everything else, bro. I listened to everything from Journey to Adele to Post Malone For sure. to Tupac. You know what I For mean? Sure. And how old are you, man? I am thirty four. I just turned thirty four. Okay, so we're not too far apart. We're yeah. ten, literally 10 years apart. I'm 44. Yeah. But as far as, you know, the spectrum of music, I think you and I are pretty close. Cause, oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I grew up with, like, Prince and, you know, all that MTV, like, mm-hmm. heyday era pop. and But then, like, like Duran Duran, Depeche Mode, like, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But then once Nirvana came around... And my brother was the one that showed me Nirvana, and then I was like, "Oh, I want to play like rock and roll music." That was rock and roll music to me, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So that was cool, you know. But but then once hip hop came into the and and it's so funny, like the first hip hop that I ever learned, like that really stuck with me. Like I would say, Sugar Hill Gang and like um, mm-hmm. Five Minutes of Funk and like okay. you know. Um, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, mm-hmm. like all that stuff, like the old school uh, East Coast hip hop from like the eighties. Mm-hmm. You know that stuff definitely influenced me because my brother would play it and I would hear it. But like yeah. when I heard 
uh, Karis One, uh, Return of the Boom Bap. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, oh shit, like okay, this is the real hip hop to me. Like, okay, not that the old school hip hop wasn't hip hop, but like that was like the real like the like refined like taking the old school, but then like you know, and then all the sampling and all that stuff, like. Cause I'm yeah, into dude. beat production, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I appreciate that stuff like a lot, you know, but it also so, goes with music writing, like songwriting yeah. to me, you know, I was going to say like as an artist slash producer slash creator, like do you feel like you were in the, in the, how can I say this? Maybe like the rock domain before you started getting into the hip hop domain. Cause I know you're a guitar player. Yeah, 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 for sure. I started playing guitar first. Okay. And so rock was my first but then like i grew up in soul music and like james brown and all that so nice i think i like played guitar that way in a way like i still play very simple rhythmic like i'm a rhythm guitarist i'm not a lead guitarist i can't shred or nothing Mm -hmm. but when i play it's with a lot of rhythm a lot of bounce and I still, that's just the way I play. I've always played like that. And I don't nice. try and venture out, you know. I think I know, like, one scale, and I just don't. I can't solo for nothing. But then okay. once I got into, like, sampling and, like, beat production, then I was just, I love, like, chopping things up and then kind of reforming things, you know. And it was like, yeah, it was a form of songwriting to me, you know. And, like, DJ. Yeah, I was a, I was a sample-based producer for, like, probably one since i when i started producing and then more recently like the last probably like five or ten years i've been trying to do my best to uh to do stuff from scratch or whatever yeah but um it's funny because when you're a sample based producer you listen to music differently right when you hear like a good like four to eight bar loop or something and it's just like all instruments or something like that you're like oh shit i can loop that yeah or you hear like a certain vocal sample you're like damn like i could put that on a breakdown right or, or something like that you know what i mean right. so it's it's a very interesting perspective to have yeah once you're listening to music as a creator and, and as a sample-based producer right you know I mean? right and i and i think learning to write like even singing like i i can sing i'm a singer i'm a vocalist Mm-hmm. And, like, I remember being young and, like, asking my brother and my sister-in-law, like, like I would play, like, Pearl Jam and shit like that. And then I would try and sing in key with them, you know? And I was like, does mm-hmm. it sound right? Does it sound right? Like, I didn't know what key or any of that shit was. Mm-hmm. But I would try and they were like, oh, yeah, it sounds good. So I was good at, like, mimicry. Like, I can mimic mm-hmm. voices. I'm good at doing voices and shit. Yeah. But then, like, I think hip-hop taught me, like, pitch, too. Like, sampling taught me pitch and, like, also, you know, just as much as yeah. music, you know? Because yeah. I only learned I only learned by feel. I didn't learn by, you know, I took lessons when I was, like, 14, probably for, like, a month or two months. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was like, I'll teach you basic chords, you know, all the open chords. And then she was like, what do you want to learn? And I was like, oh, I want to learn Nirvana, dude. And she's like, all right, bring nice. me a song that you want to learn and I'll teach you. And after that, I was like, oh, I can teach myself? Like, all right, fuck it, then I'm uh, done. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I didn't learn any theory or scales or none yeah. of that shit. I don't know key. I don't know that. I know okay. feel. But I think she kind of knew that. She was just like, what do you want to learn? And now that yeah. just like opened up my eyes in a way, like. You know, I did this yeah, recital one time and like she was like, write a song and you're going to play it at this recital. And oh, I was shit. like 
14 and all the other kids were like eight, nine, 10 year old kids playing like twinkle, twinkle, little star on the piano and shit. Uh-huh. And I was like, fuck, I got to write a song, dude. Like, and it wasn't write a song. It was just like, learn a song. But I was like, no, I got to write a song. Uh-huh. And I totally just put chords together that I learned and made a song. And like, she was just nice. like, oh my God. I was like, well, you told me to make a song. So I did. And that was it, you know? And that's why like, I don't take, you know, I, I try not to be hard on myself. Like, fuck, I wish I knew scales. I wish I knew theory, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, I do my yeah. own thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I feel you. I could feel both sides of that because um, I started pretty similar too. like, I didn't really take lessons, but my friend taught me how to read tablature. Yeah. So what I would do is I would go on ultimate guitar and I'd learn like yeah. stuff, yep. like songs that I was really into. Yeah. And I, I learned chords and stuff like that. And, and I started to learn my brother took this music theory class at long beach and he had this, yeah. this, this book that was probably that big. It was like the size of a notebook Yeah. and I read through it. So I got a basic understanding of what theory was. And then I, I read a few other books on like pentatonic scales and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's definitely helped me, but I, I can definitely see both sides of it because I feel like I'm a little bit more restricted as far as like knowing like music theory and stuff like that, because instead of just trying to go for chords just to go for them, like I'm just like, Oh, well that won't work in this scale or that won't work that way. So right. I feel like it's, a little bit self-restricting so right it's it's a very interesting concept you know what i mean because there's yeah. a lot i think we had this conversation before but there's dudes that know like theory up and down or like historic like classic piano and stuff right. like that right and i think it's a lot harder for them to be creative because they're in the restraints of what they've learned right you know what i mean there's and, like, guidelines like, uh, you know like speaking of nirvana yeah. um Kurt Cobain, he didn't know music theory. Oh yeah, no. no you know, doubt. I think we had I think we talked about this before too, but um he would just kind of just uh write by whatever chords he knew and then go off that and, and yeah. go off feel like you said. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I did the same shit, you know, and like I just gravitated towards those artists that I felt taught me more rhythmically. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Yeah. And then hip hop like sampling sample production like chopping shit up taught me like how to fit things together that were two completely different songs but Mm -hmm. so like my method is to find basically i hunt for intros just intro sounds solo keys solo guitar solo vocal thing (laughs) just solo and then i chop that and then i Mm -hmm. mesh all these solo parts to make it a song you know what i mean okay yeah 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 and it just I, I if I hear it right, then it fits, you know what I mean? And it's yeah. like it's so I do understand key, but like my own way, like through feel. Yeah. I understand key Absolutely. through feel in a way, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So do you DJ though at all? Are you? Oh, absolutely. I started, I have these 1200 techniques that I started on. So I've, sure. I've actually learned how to DJ on vinyl, but I yeah. have my turntables Same. under my bed in the guest room. Okay. So I have actually haven't even used those in probably like three or four years. Yeah. But, um, I do, um, I do have a, a, a controller that I mix on it's, and it's a little bit, it's a little bit easier yeah. as long as you know the theory of DJing. Like the theory of DJing is like super easy. That's why I feel like it's, it's very easy for producers to become DJs yeah. and it's a little bit harder for the other way around. I trip out on people that don't know what beat matching is, man. They're like, what's beat matching? It's like, do you even know what BPM is, bro? Like that's clutch. Like, you dude, know that's I mean? the same way I trip out on rappers who don't know how to count bars, dude. I yeah. have one rapper homie. And he's the best fucking freestyler I know, but sure. he he doesn't know how to count bars. Right. So when I would record him doing verses, 
all of his takes would be different. Because he just kept going taking, and going. Yeah, 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 because he's just he's not taking into account what rhymes or whatever he's doing on the ones and twos and threes and fours. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, there's structure to any musical endeavor. There's always yeah. structure. You know, what I mean, like mm-hmm. one thing I've learned doing my little my solo project, Devotee, is I, I, I'm teaching myself to write hooks. Like, I never okay. wrote hooks, like, kind of in a way, but I didn't pay attention to it. Yeah. And now I'm more focusing on it, you know, in a way. Okay. To, because it's the same. It's got to be within this time, within this time, and, like, it causes a flow. And then the flow <laughs> makes sense, you know? And then you're like, but with those hooks, that's what catches me. That's why they call it a fucking hook, because it catches you, you know? Yeah, I mean? like, yeah, dude. You know what I'm saying? So, like... I, th- I think it's very, very... Well, I'm not going to say very, very easy, but I think it's... I think people who can really write hooks really have a gift because it's a little bit harder for me to write hooks. And then I have a buddy. I got two buddies, actually. Shout out Theo Roland. Shout out G Uno. Shout. But they both, like, the way they write by listening to a beat and just catching the feel of it. Right. And just making a hook on it, bro, is just, like, immaculate, bro. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what it is, man. But I've, I've written my own hooks. I've written hooks before. But yeah, for they sure. Don't come, they don't seem to come by me as easily as I've seen other artists do it. And I, I just really admire that skill. I don't think you concentrate on it enough. Not not that, not not talking down. I'm just saying, like, like from my experience, I had to, like, focus. I had to, lay, like, okay, I really want to make a hook, like, in a real fucking way. You know what I mean? And it's, uh-huh. like, it's not easy. It's yeah. not easy, but I love words. I'm, I'm, I love, mm-hmm. I love English. I love writing poetry. I love like I'm, I'm a wordsmith. You know, I really mm-hmm. am. I can be. You know, written word. Yeah. You know, I can't rhyme for shit. Like I could, but it'll sound like ridiculous. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's why, like, when I hear people that got flow, like you, I understand, and it's like, oh, I get it, dude. Like, you yeah. know, what I mean, like it's and you do you do you got mad flow dude like that's thank so you, sick and that's what i call it i've always called it that you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's like when i hear someone spit a rhyme you know and like and they j- and it just flows like it doesn't have to be you know tech nine eminem mm-hmm. fast it doesn't have to be e40 it doesn't have to be you know what i mean like yeah i've heard There's something about writing something so that it rolls off the tongue like i was recording my homie like not too long ago yeah and he sometimes he'll just add syllables that aren't right necessary right and it's just like bro like you can take this syllable out so that it rolls off the tongue better or even sometimes i'll write a rhyme right and it'll be the same message but i'll rewrite it so that maybe like certain consonants are next to each other right. because certain certain words don't flow off your tongue yeah. next to each other or certain sounds like as better as other other words and, and sounds do yeah because it can get blocky or it can get you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? yeah yeah mm-hmm. but it also has to go with the flow of the song of the yeah, beat of, you know what i mean like it, it's kind yeah. of that whole full spectrum analysis you know what i'm saying like yeah absolutely and and it takes work it takes a lot i mean fuck i've been doing this shit a long 20 plus years mm-hmm. that doesn't make me any better or any more skilled than anybody you know i wouldn't call myself a pro but i pay attention <laughs> you know like yeah. i listen yeah, yeah, yeah. to everything and it, especially myself i was having a a discussion with a friend of mine and he we were talking about finding your own voice mm-hmm. you know what i mean like and I think any artist that does anything vocally 
has to find their voice. You know what I mean? How did you find your voice? Oh, man, it took me fucking years, dude. Yeah. I actually... Same. It, you can actually hear le- uh, records and, and recordings of me probably like on the Suspect Dead stuff, which is my band. Sure. Um, or I'm like... I'm, I'm like rapping in like an octave higher, my tone's much higher. <laughs> and I had to learn that it did, it, I didn't know that it didn't sound good. And so I started, really it didn't sound myself. natural, right? Like, yeah. A, yeah and yeah, then yeah. I started, I started to rap more like in, in the tone that you hear me speaking in now. Right. Like a little bit lower and, and more natural, you know? Right. I mean? So, but it's it, your it, speaking voice just loud, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. It took, it took me a long time to find my voice. And not only that, too, but it, it also took me a long time to find my sound because. I think a lot of artists go through this, but in the beginning of my career, I was kind of just going for more like what was popular or what I thought other people would like, right. as opposed to, I probably took like a good year or two between when my band ended and me being a solo artist where I was like, all right, what music do I like? How do I dress? Yeah. What parts of me are me? Right. And how do I express that? And and I, 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 the reason I say the way I dress is because like, I feel like, I really feel like that's an expression of your image. So it's like, I wear like a lot of like, not really gangster, like cholo clothes, but I wear like some Cortez, but I also wear like a Stussy shirt right. or like ECQ right. or Quicksilver. So yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. like Southern California, skater, like straddling like the beach and the streets kind of long thing, you know beach, I mean? long so, beach style. <laughs> yeah. In, instead of going for like that ratchet, like, you know, hip hop sound or like G funk right. or something like that. I really had to like a lot of, a lot of the work on my, on my last project was like guitar centric and, yeah. and some of that stuff I wrote, like playing guitar and things like that. And a lot yeah, of people no. started to notice that. Yeah. Know? I could totally hear it. I could hear that too. Yeah. Very musical, musically, mm-hmm. you know, embodied. Like it's not, it's not just, Boom, boom, bop, boom, boom. You know, I mean, it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds more uh, acoustic, I guess, acoustically, yeah. like you know, more natural yeah. sounding than mm-hmm. instrumentation than just chopped up shit. You know, like yeah, that's cool. That's that's dope. That's that's a dope vibe. You know, and yeah, like, thank you, thank you. That's why I like the track. That track, get high. I like that track. But then I was like, I like your flow too. Now that's why I was like, oh, I want to hear it like oh, this yeah. way, Thank you know? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. But I yeah, like how the funny different thing was it is. you. I made the you made the drums halftime from what the, the exactly. original record is exactly. But the funny thing is that's how the original record was. Oh, the original shit. record was actually called Isley because this I was listening to a lot of Isley Brothers at the time, For so sure. I, I I picked that tempo. And the drums were half time like you had them, and I was kind of trying to make more like this deep R and B right, jam. Right. And I liked what I was doing with the guitars and and the um and the and the lead melody and stuff like that. But yeah. I felt like it needed to be more upbeat, so I I, I made the track double time, which is how it is now, how it's yeah. presented on my album. Yeah. So I really liked what you did when you made it like a, a half time boom back yeah. beat. Yeah, it gave it a different feel for sure. Well, my shit's always dark, dude. That's why I'm blue. I'm, yeah. you know, what I mean, it's always, yeah. I, you know, that's just, it's the way it's always been. And like, I used to try and deny it. And I was like, you can't deny it, bro. It's, it's the real. <laughs> that's the real, you know. And, it, and that's okay. Like, you know, yeah. I hear the same shit in jazz and reggae, and like, it's all there. It's in everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the, you know, one of the biggest parts of our artists, which we was touching on earlier, is really like figuring out who you are and presenting yourself as that because i mean don't get me right. wrong there's a lot of artists that can, that um that get away with you know putting up a front or being something they're not but sure. i feel like you have more longevity and, and you have more uh real fans and people who find a real interest in you when you're doing something that just comes from 
you know, yourself and within, you know, yeah, you're I, really presenting yourself as it is. And it's much easier to do it that way. Right. And, I, and, you know, even in, in all the experiences that I've been through and, you know, and like I said, I'm, I'm nothing even for myself close to like being some sort of like big name, you know, it, artist. It's not about that for me. It's about like, mm-hmm. It's about doing what I do well for myself, you know, like even this, even this, this format that we're, that we're doing. It's like, I've always got, I always get the gear. I always get things, but like very like minimalistic, you know, my life is very minimalistic. I like to keep things real, just tight and ready to go, you know, because I've, I've endeavored in so many different avenues that i want to keep it tight you know because to me nothing lasts you know like it's not Uh that it doesn't last it's just something for me like being in bands and like somebody drops out something falls out and it's like i have to pick myself up and do the next thing you know like Uh, yeah, yeah yeah keep it moving like i have to just for myself you know and it's like that's just the way i've always been but i always find some sort of venture in some fucking way you know like Mm -hmm. i always find my way through and it's it's because i love being creative i love being an artist i really do you know and it's like if i'm a self-proclaimed artist well then fuck it so be it and that's okay i don't have anything to prove to anybody i'm not trying to get followers or listeners like it'd be nice but at this point I don't care. I just want to be as creative as possible, you know? Yeah. And I've told myself, go ahead, go ahead. I definitely feel you on, on that. Keeping it simple because like, um, I was in that band for probably like eight to nine years Yeah. and, and keeping it simple. And as far as like, like after getting out of the band, I was like, fuck playing with a live band. I want to play with the D maybe just a DJ or even maybe just a two track. Because like you said, like, yeah, it, when when you when you're relying on outside circumstances to make the thing go that you want to go right. it it just gets tough like you know maybe one guy doesn't show up to practice or one guy can't do the gig or one guy doesn't agree with what songs we should play you know what i mean so keeping it simple has been a lot of you know me continuing my music endeavor and doing what i want to do without relying too much on outside circumstances right. you know what exactly I mean? same man same you know and it, it, it can be tough at times like you know i don't know what you went through to record your ep like how long did it take like all of my... <laughs> three years dude i three started years. in 2020 for yeah. sure for sure and how did it start what how did it start it started with um because I was a solo artist. Here's a quick timeline. I was a solo For artist sure. before. Then I was in a hip hop duo. Then I was in a band. Then I was kind of wait. A solo when you say band, band, like full band, like live band. No. So that first band, it was actually more of like a music group. Okay. It was this this dude. Shout out to Robbie Klang. But sure. we had this band called Audio Vice, and okay. he he'd write songs on his acoustic, and I I put rap verses over it, cool. and we go in the studio and make these songs. So when we perform those songs, we'd assemble a band. You okay. know what I mean? For Which sure. is hard to do in and of itself just because of what we talked about. Because right. then you have to find a bass player. Then you have to right, find a drummer. Right, right. Then you just have to find all these people you rely yeah. on. So I was in that band. Then I was solo again. And then I was in the band again. And then um, I feel like as an artist, I was... Instead of just focusing on one thing, which a lot of people find like really successful and which sometimes I beat myself up for not doing and just I'm a jack of all trades. For sure. 
So I produce, I DJ, yeah. and I was I felt like at the time I was like, if the world can see me as more than an artist, if I can like produce other people right. and play instruments and do all these other things, it's gonna help my career. Right. And I I'm not gonna say it more derailed it or made it more stagnant, but what I, I guess what I'm trying to get at is that um, it makes it harder. My, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, not only that, but my ex, I I did I produced two EPs for her. Okay. Um, and not only that, but I felt like when I was in the band, I was like, all right, if I'm not just pushing this by myself, but I'm pushing it with five, six other guys, right? You know, maybe we can make something happen than happen faster than just doing it by myself. So that all to be said, and maybe like 2019, 2020, we I just saw the band. We just. We kind of just fell apart, dude. When you're yeah. in a band, it's hard. Bro. Five, six other dies. It's like it's like a relationship, dude. Oh yeah, for sure. It's, and then when you break up with your band, it's like breaking up with like five or six, you know, relationships at the same time. You know what I mean? I still love all those guys. We all keep yeah. in contact. So um, I've know, on, I've no only been in there. three piece bands my whole life. Oh, my whole my whole <laughs> musical hey, existence. That was fucking hard, bro. Shit, like that fuck, was fuck. way too hard. Like yeah, I was we were like, seven wow. piece for a while, and then a six. Oh piece. hell no. No. So yeah, so just no. the hardest part about that was um going to a gig and dealing with the sound guy who's usually used to three piece bands, you right, know. Right. Drums, bass, guitar, guitar vocals. vocals yep. You know, with us it was like fucking like not only the drummer, but he had like a sample thing he was going on. He had right, a mic because he was doing right, background vocals. Yeah. Our bass player who was yep. doing vocals. Yeah. We had a lead guitarist and we had me who was playing guitar and I yep. did vocals and our keyboardist did vocals. Yep. And, and at one point we had a DJ, so it was like <laughs> yeah. you know it, slipknot you know, and shit. <laughs> but yeah, to, yeah. To get back to answer to get back to answering your question, yeah. I think it was around 2020 like the pandemic where i was just like all right dude like we have we had done an ep already we had yeah. done a mixtape and we had probably like 15 tracks we were sitting on yeah. and i was like if we don't band together right now in the next year and do a 10 song album and release it like you know there's you know i don't think we're gonna be even be playing live anymore so let's fucking get this album done put it out see right. where it goes and and that's basically what happened we took a year we mixed and mastered all those songs we put it out as an album we never got a chance to play it live. Right. You know, it makes me a little bit sad, but at the same time, you know, that's just the way the world goes or whatever. For sure, but for sure. All, all that to say, in around 2020, I, yeah, 2020, um, we had put that album out. I had just put out another EP with my ex, and then we broke up that year, dude. Boom. So, yeah, my ex is actually the one who's on track three. Oh, okay. I think it's track three. I think so. So it's a song called Love. And the ironic part yes. about it is um, it's about a breakup. And the, the way she sings the hook is kind of like more like uh, in a relationship way, like sustaining your relationship and right. not like a breakup. Right. And the first verse I wrote was still together and it's a breakup verse. <laughs> and I don't know if she felt any way about it. And maybe it was just like uh, maybe me just feeling about what was happening in the near future. But I wrote the first verse in 2020 while we were still together. Yeah. And then I wrote the second verse, maybe like six months to a year later. Wow. And I almost, I almost didn't put that song on the album, but, I'm glad I put it on that. No, album it's a good song too. Dude, actually, they're all every track is a good track, bro. I Thank actually you. like that Thank one you. too, though a lot. <laughs> actually, yeah, there's a. I get I get really deep in that when I talk about like the relationship with my parents and how it kind of, um, you know, sure. led me to the train wreck relationship I had with with that woman. And, yeah, and I'm glad I put it out because I feel like a lot of it is based on you know figuring out 
what happened with you and taking responsibility for the things that happened with yourself and, and your personal life that, that led to, the, you know, maybe the destruction of your relationship and, you know, just taking responsibility and accountability for it. And for I sure. think people just need to hear that. And not only that, I'm glad it, it came out on the album because a lot of people said it's their favorite song and they resonate with it. For sure. And, you know, as an artist, that it just feels so good to, for people to validate that because, yeah. you know, at this point in my career, it's like, fuck the fame fuck the cars fuck the whole like right. dream that i had you know yeah. I mean, it's it's more about i i can do this shit if i'm broke dude because right. it's like right. if all those things fell by the wayside i still have a guitar right. on the side of the curb right. fucking strumming some chords and writing songs you yeah, know yeah. I mean? like music's always going to be in me so yeah it's like same you know same 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 well that's why it's so funny dude like and what we're gonna play some i'm gonna play the song i like and then i want you to Tell me what song is your favorite song, and then we'll play okay. them off. But so "Get High" is my favorite one, obviously, Thank you. Thank and I did the remix. But I love that, like the way I hear what you're saying, and I know it's exactly what you mean. Is you're like, I'm trying to get high. I'm trying to get high, and it's like anybody could hear that and be like, Oh, he's trying to smoke. He's trying to get. And it's like, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to elevate, bro. And I was like, yeah. Boom! Yeah. Like, oh, I love that. Like that just. Yeah. I was like, I totally hear it. I totally hear what the fuck Thank you're you. saying, dude. Thank like, you. I feel yeah. it, you know? Mm -hmm. That's why it's my favorite track, dude. Like, but it's, it's, even that's already a hook, like, right off the top, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, that's, yeah. that's great, dude. Respect, you know? Respect. Yeah, the, the thing I like about that song, too, is, like, uh, it's, it's a theme that kind of gets mentioned a few times in the project is that, you know, I, I try to get high but feel the opposite. Right. And it, you get to a point sometimes where it's just, like, you know, you're trying to get high, feel good, whether it's, like, smoking or whether it's even just feeling better about the things around you. Right. And, and when you're trying to do these vices, you know, like, when I was smoking weed at that time in my life, yeah. I would just feel down about shit because I'm thinking about my situation and I'm just like, fuck, man. Right. I'm trying to get high, but I'm feeling low. Right. You know what I mean? And that's, right. that's really what that song is about. And that song starts the whole story of the EP, which is, that's why it's the first song, because it starts with me not taking accountability. Like I said, me blaming the external forces around me for the things that I'm going through, as opposed to um, taking responsibility for them and, you know, just trying to drown my sorrows in fucking weed and alcohol and drugs. You right. Know I mean? And, and right. when you get to the end of the album, which is top of the morning, it's just like, everything's okay at the end. For so sure. you kind of have this idea of like, that's great. And that's fucking damn, so like, I'm it's like a little book. Shit. It's a little book. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. I love it. That's thank dope you, as fuck. You. Respect, thank mad you. respect. All right. I'm going to play get high a little bit. Just put it out there. Why not? Nice. And uh, if you want to say anything over it. See, even the way it starts, it's like guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, like yeah. the beat. It's guitar. I've been trying to get high. I've been trying to get high. I've been trying to spread my wings, trying to make it to the sky. I don't know where I'd be going if I'm close, if I'm not. It's All very positive to me. Know, you know, like, at the top. I sure. see you in my dreams the night before. I've been trying to cut you out. My soul, but I feel the pain from memories. Try to block it out with Hennessy. It didn't work though. Hey, hey, it didn't work though. They never this is a great fucking track. Was Honestly, yeah. Hey, hey, it didn't work though. They never ever told me. Yo, I got one lyric pointed at your weak ass heart And I get triggered thinking about how it all fell apart I got spirits all around me when shit get hard They be showing me the light when that shit get dark Hey, and ever since you left I've been up on my right mind I'm hearing voices in my head in the nighttime I 
See, that's so crazy because I hear like the halftime. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it's so different. It's so different. So crazy. Would you consider it hip hop? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what would you, uh, what would you compare it to in your mind? Like, so how how did it come about exactly? Like, what what was you said? It started as the halftime, basically. Mm -hmm. You said Isley Brothers. So, yeah. who produced the beat? If I can ask, I, it I produced it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I produced it. I did the guitar. Um, so that's all you all drums yeah i did the i did the uh, the sense the melodies it got reproduced by my mentor drew k so For sure. we, we kind of have this formula where i I'll, I'll produce like i'll record it in my bedroom i'll bring the demo to him and then we'll kind of go track by track layer by layer and he'll add or take out some stuff yeah and that that's what we've been doing but but yeah i produced it and um i kind of uh when i went to the studio that day there were a few songs i played but one of the biggest inspirations was uh a thousand bad times by post malone okay and it, and it's actually a track that's kind of similar as far as being upbeat it's like a one two like a boom ka, two yeah, ba, boom, boom, sure. ka, two yeah. Ba, boom, yeah. so um i think post malone is a big inspiration for that song sure. and a lot of people a lot of people they didn't tell me they hear like kid cuddy influence okay on it, which okay i love cuddy you know and i'm not for the sure. biggest cuddy fan but i, yeah. I definitely rock it it almost sure. gives me like uh fucking outcast stankonia uh okay and after the fact vibes you know yeah, like yeah, yeah. especially bombs over baghdad and then like oh, yeah. love yeah. box and all that after and i wasn't a big fan of that shit but mm -hmm. no nah, i'm not calling it shit i'm just saying like after stankonia i was like oh, what are you guys doing but i'm i'm just very picky but i hear that yeah. like i love the diversity of it the it's it's Thank not you. it's not typical to me you know, yeah, even Hey Ya has that like drum, pattern. right? Like, boom, cat, right. Boom, 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 right. Cat, you know what I mean? Right. Like, and the thing about that too is a lot of hip hop is born from 90 BPM to like 100 BPM. Exactly. And this track's like, you know, at halftime it's like I think 82, right? And then so you know, full time it's like 164 BPM. So right. it's like it's not your classic drum pattern. You can't mix it into 85 percent right. of hip hop songs. Right. But exactly. At the same time, like I just you know, like I said, like I was kind of just like going for what I am, and it's just you know the way I present myself and the way I am is not your typical like. You know, you can't even tell what race I am by looking at me. Right. Shit. You know what I mean? So it's like as far as like looking at my musical influence and, and the things I'm influenced by, it's yeah. a myriad of things it's a, to yeah. say the least. You're like, I'm and, an amalgamation of everything. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm so the I, same I think, way, bro. I'm the same way. I think that song speaks to that, you know what yeah, I mean? For, for sure, sure, as far as sonically and, and the, way, the way it sounds. Yeah, and I hear it. I totally hear it, man. Like, And I just love diversity 
in mm-hmm. in the musical sense, not in the political sense. <laughs> but diversity is an old wooden ship. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, even that word has lost its touch. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, for sure, um, for sure. but that I love it. You know, and, and because it's so funny because when I make my beats and stuff, they're always in double time. So I don't mm-hmm. do anything halftime. I do double click to everything, mm-hmm. you know, and I learned, okay, okay. I don't remember who I learned that from, but like back in the day, it's like I would do normal time 90, normal time 102, normal, t- you know, and it was just like click, click. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is kind of slow. And I don't remember. It was a band. I think when I used to start watching videos of bands in the studio, I would just hit oh. the click, like click, 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 click. I was like, damn, that shit's fast. But then it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It keeps you more in time, you know, and I. Yeah, I was just gonna say that when it's when it's double time, when it's like do 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 yeah. do do do. Not only do you hear the beeps more, so you get a sense of the rhythm better, right. but also the reason why I started doing that, like when I make like let's say I'm making a trap beat and it's like you know 72 BPM. Yeah, I'm gonna make it 144. Exactly. And the reason is because when you're going in the grid to like edit the drums, exactly. what I found you, out was when yeah. you're doing halftime sometimes you're not being you're not able to edit your your uh, marks on the beats because right. there's not enough marks exactly so if you do a full time yeah. you're gonna have twice as many marks you exactly. Can edit those, exactly whatever you want to put the sounds on the grid yeah and you don't have to go to like one thirty second, like you know sliding yeah, it's yeah, a little yeah, exactly. you got a little exactly. more room to find yeah. yeah no totally and that's I'll never forget. I don't remember how old I was, but I was just watching bands in the studio and the click was like, click, 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 click. It was all fast. I was like, what the fuck? What are they doing? But I was like, oh, that makes sense. Okay, yeah, that's how you do that shit. So now everything is double for me. I I call it double, but you know, you call Mm -hmm. it full, same shit. So so what's your favorite track off? off Um, Lights and Shadows on all platforms. Stilo Free, go get it, go check it download i think all of them are my favorite tracks but if i had to pick one just to share with everybody on this show yes um i'd probably say your most favorite let's listen to love bro all right for sure for sure got a great voice man oh man yeah. shout out to rain man shout out to rain for sure right in I'm puffing on the blunt, thinking back to better days And I done lost my mind ever since you went away And all your closed doors got me in a different space But, uh, they always taught me good things never last long And I was trying not to write another sad song But jealousy done put my spirit in a bad spot I chased the Henny with the bad thoughts Cause my head too big not to think about you Like the bed too big when I sleep without you And it's bad for my health not to be around you Cause I drink too much when I drink without you But you say you love me but you leaving 
I'm trying to see the bigger picture, but I'm missing all the puzzle pieces. Episodes in the season got me thinking. I'm trying to battle all my demons. Very like 90s R&B groove to me, man. Feel the opposite when you be running through my mind across my consciousness. I'm trying not to make the same mistakes my father did. Subconsciously in his footsteps, I be following. I feel ashamed that you walked out like Stoke, my mama man. did. When she was Thank sick and tired of all the broken promises. So when I look so, up in the mirror, I acknowledge vocally right now like i mean i'm sure it's like we said an amalgamation you know it's not just one thing but you have a very distinct the way you just cut your 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 lyrics like the way you're cutting your 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 um your voice like it's it's just it's very choppy but not like in a blocky way. it's just cut and dry you know like i hear it, i hear it i hear it as far as rapping, probably my biggest influences are probably Jay-Z and Tupac. Okay. As of right now, Larry June, for sure, like presently. You know what I mean? Who's but that? Uh, I'm not familiar with that person. He's a Bay Area rapper. Oh, for and sure. He, yeah, and um, he had, the way he raps, too, is actually like in his in his lower register, too. So um, For sure. I kind of just been inspired by that. But, um, but How yeah. long did it take you to get that? Like, do, how long did this take to record? all the vocals oh um not long bro i'm pretty i'm pretty fast so this is all recent like there wasn't uh, through a span of time so her vocals were recorded in 2020 oh shit and i did i did the demo vocals of my verses between 2020 and probably like 2022 but no the final the final my my final vocal, her vocals are original from 2020 okay my vocals are from like probably 2022 and i all did i did it all in one studio session okay yeah so it's been the last like over a year almost two years yeah yeah, yeah just yeah. getting it all pieced like all fitting yeah. together yeah, damn yeah. so you already had the flow like the yeah i had already listened to it a bunch of time and that's the thing too like i i noticed that you know to work in the studio and be proficient especially as a rapper what you really want to do is um i mean there's a lot of people that work a lot of different ways but sure. I, I found the way for me especially because i'm still kind of old school with it whereas i'm not just like right. making the songs up on the spot right and i'm kind of right. more about the lyrics or right. whatever for sure i'll write my verses and the verses will be written and in my head and i know how i'm gonna flow over the beat yeah. for probably a long time before i record it you yeah. know what i mean yeah. officially in the studio yeah i mean from demo to final product there's a lot of well that's that's you know i mean like i'll like i'll be at work you know i'll come up with like a guitar riff and then mm -hmm. i'll kind of start branching it out into a song and then i'll put like some drums behind it and then mm -hmm. i'll be like at work and like i haven't touched it for a month and then it comes back to me and then i start getting ideas for words and then i write them out and then i'll go into my car 
and like do vocals on my phone just for ideas of melodies and you know what I mean uh-huh. like configuration and then but it, that's the thing is like I I still feel like I have to rely on other people for like a full production like a full like okay I've always tried to do my own production at home on like GarageBand or on Logic but like uh-huh. when I did my devotee recordings with my friend Bill like I was like, fuck, I only want to work with you now. But then it's like, he doesn't have time. And I'm like, ah, I want to do more, dude. Like, yeah. But I just, I have many ideas that I sit on. You know, they're always sitting. Mm-hmm. How many more ideas do you have than just this? Like, how many more songs or how many more, like, a lot? Like, do you sit on mm-hmm. a lot of things or do you get a lot there's, of stuff? Yeah, out there's a, there's a lot of steadily. stuff I'm sitting on right now. And sometimes I'll go back. There's like, there's probably like two or three songs that I have that I just want to, like, and they're like sample based or like cover based. So I actually have yeah. this uh, the song, Mr. Telephone Man, which is like the uh, the new edition song. Okay. But I redid it like in a G funk style where I kind of have like a synth bass playing the bass. And Interesting. My homie's singing the hook, and I'm doing the backgrounds of the hook with like a, a talk box and stuff like that. For sure. And um, I kind of want to go back and release it. I just got to write my verse on it. So right. there is stuff where I'm just like, like the way I'm doing the same way as you, where I have like certain parts of the song written or produced already. Yeah. And, and it's still waiting for like me to write the lyrics or things like that. But, yeah. But I have like a few ideas in the chamber, you know what I mean? Right now I'm just trying, because as an artist, you want to stay consistent, but right. you also don't want to let the pressure of being consistent force you into putting stuff out before it's ready. Right. You know what I mean? So right. I'm a big believer in, taking my time with stuff which is why i think you know even though it was a six song ep it took me three years to do yeah so um yeah that that makes you know, me more like hopeful six. of the ideas that i have and oh, <laughs> for real bro. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> i'm like all right cool just, <laughs> you gotta make sure it feels good man right sure. right and and you know like i that's why i love technology so much i really do dude. i could literally like sure i could record a whole song any style whatever on my phone but mm-hmm. to get once you've heard once i've had a taste of like oh this is what real like and you know like my homeboy just is very talented he played drums he played bass on my tracks and he's he did all the production and it just sounded the way i heard it you know and i was like wow i've never experienced that before that was Mm -hmm. the first time and now i'm like oh i'm hooked like I'm like, when, when you, you got time, you got time. Can we get in the studio? Can, you yeah, got yeah, time, yeah, you know, yeah. and it's like, but yeah. I only want to work. Not that I only want to work with him, but that was like my first real taste. And it was my own shit. Like it wasn't the mm-hmm. band shit. It was my shit. Yeah. So now I've got other ideas and stuff, but I'll sit on them as long as it takes, you know, it's, mm-hmm. and that's fine, but I won't do the stuff by myself anymore. Like I can't capture my own vocals cleanly i just can't i've never been able to get good i've just never been able to i can get good guitar tones i can layer everything but vocals have always just lacked for me for some reason i don't know why do you mean that in the part of like engineering it like putting the mic levels at the right level and having the mic at the right just uh, just tonality tonal wise like okay i don't know where my voice fits like okay like I've had plenty of people compliment me on, oh, your guitar tone, guitar tone. I'm like, yeah, sure, but like I was playing guitar before I was singing in a way, you know. Uh-huh. So it's uh-huh. like I already know how I want my guitars to sound, and I now at this point I know how I want my voice to sound, but like I haven't found where my voice fits in the graphic spectrum. Like I just uh-huh. for some reason I don't know why it's so difficult for me. 
I think because yeah, it's I mean, mids and I don't work. I work in the lows and the highs and like my mids okay. are like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. <laughs> I yeah, see. Man, I like see. I, said, it's tough, man. I see those apps on like Instagram and it's like, oh, get the perfect like studio vocal fucking thing for $10. I'm like, sold. Like, let me try that. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, those little oh, apps yeah. and shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, before we, we finish, um, what are you, what books are you are you into any books any reading any books or? oh yeah bro so um i'm actually reading autobiography of a yogi by now have you read that yet oh with uh yogi uh what's his name um Paranasi yes yogi. yogananda uh yes yeah. i've never read it no 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 yeah it's super interesting i'm only on chapter four i hear a lot of people recommend that book and yeah it's actually book. the book that steve jobs like he yeah. gave it out to all his employees and he yeah. put it on like the iPads and iPhones that he gave them or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people have read it, but um after that I'm gonna be reading I'm gonna be reading the Bhagavad Gita. So that's next Hell yeah. I just haven't dived in yet. But nah, that's all right. you for giving me that. Oh, respect, respect. Hare Krishna, that. Hare Krishna. Um so yeah, bro, I've um and I recently I just finished reading uh Ancient Secrets of the Flower of Life by Junvalo Melchizedek. Dude, that purple one? Yeah. That's so funny because I had that like in like 2000, 2000, 2001. Like oh, shit. Okay, I bought okay. that shit at this little bookstore where they sell like crystals and stuff. It's not there okay. anymore, but like I saw it and I heard about the flower of life and it was right on the cover. And I was like, OK. And yeah. I picked it up and I read it like I I don't know if I really retain the information, but that's like. Dude, there's a lot of information. Yeah. There too. And and it, it's a part one and a part two. I don't know if right. you read both parts or whatever. But um, the reason why it took me so long to read it was because it reads like a textbook. And right. The reason it reads like a textbook is because it's written after the lectures he gave about all right. the information he had. You know yeah. Yeah. So that was a really good book. And um, I used to watch uh, like Project Camelot. I don't know if you're familiar with Project Camelot. That sounds familiar. Yeah, that was like... It used to be on YouTube, but it was there was a lot of like the new age stuff. They okay. would make videos and stuff, and he would interview on videos and like, nice. you know. And and I was into it, but I never really like went full force. Like, like mm. the first time I really got full into like literature was with the Gita. Like that was the okay. one that just got me. It was like this is, oh, and yeah. I'm like, all right, all right, all right, check it out, check it out. You yeah. know, and I'm. You know, but um, what else? Anything else that's um, recently before that? I had read uh, Emerald Tablets of Thoth the Atlantean. Sure. So I don't know if you know what what that's about, but it's basically um, it's basically like a book of like uh, ancient knowledge, basically. Yeah. Um, and it's supposed to have been um, I want to say it was channeled by someone. I believe um, so, yes. Who was in, in a secret magical order or something like that, which I'm totally into. I'm totally into like magic and alchemy yeah. and spirituality and esotericism and occultism and things like that and For really sure. learning and diving deep and, and figuring it out. Yeah. Um, but uh, I read that. Um, before that, I had read um, Think and Grow Rich, which is basically yeah. a, a law of attraction book about money. Oh, yeah. No. Um, somebody, uh, I just heard a podcast and somebody brought that up. I was like, that book's old. Like, not yeah, that yeah, it's yeah, old, it, but it's it, like, oh, everybody sure. reads that book, dude. Yeah. 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 For, sure, for sure. No, for sure. That's, it's so funny because I've kind of been in a funk where I haven't been reading but I keep collecting books, you know, and okay, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. and like, I'll get home from like picking my daughter up 
and then she's just like, Dad, you got an Amazon. And I opened it. I was like, what is it? It's another book. And she's like, another book? And I'm like, what? It's the library, bro. I got to make yeah, a library. Yeah, yeah. And I'm oh, like, yeah. if I don't read them, then you got to read them. She's like, uh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and she's only four, bro. But I'm like, they're for yeah, you. Yeah. I'm going to pass them to you. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I've, I've gotten some really good books just just to have you know mm, i i mm. picture myself like 65 on the porch and it's like okay i can finally read these books yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, finally got nothing but you know what i mean i got it i can finally read all these fucking books yeah. but oh, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> some good shit dude for sure yeah dude right on brother well thank you for for doing this thank you for for um for coming on and um I wish you well, man. I can't yeah, wait man. For to me, see brother. what comes next. Um, is there anything you've got planned? Or are you just riding on on lights and so shadows on every right platform? Now, get it. Steal I'm free. thinking about. Uh, thank you. I'm thinking about. Uh, I, I might do another video for that project. Um, right now, I have two videos. Um, right now, I've just kind of been writing. Um, I'm working on two or three songs right now. Cool. And a few of them are sample based. So what I'm probably going to do is just put them on like maybe SoundCloud and or social media. Sure. Maybe just make some quick social media videos for them or something like that. Um, but I don't know. I'm kind of just seeing where life takes me right now. You do you know just I mean? produce just... in your house? Like you just you have your own computer? Yeah, dude. Yeah, what do you use in Logic? Or? I use Reason and Pro Tools mostly. Oh, for sure. Dude, Reason. Dude, I used to rock Reason back. I used to rock the OG Reason. Okay. And I loved it, dude. Because then you could like do all the patch, like yeah, patch cables and all that. Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa! And it blew my mind. And like, but then it got crazy by like five or six. It was just like I don't know. It got kind of political. I was like, what is going on here? Like, what happened <laughs> to Reason, bro? Like, yeah. Oh, I loved Reason. It was so it was so realistic to me in a way. Like, yeah, it's super. Um, and it taught me it's some super shit. Super simple for me. Yeah, and you're right though because it's modeled after like a physical studio. So yeah. What you can do is press tab and it'll flip all the machines. Yeah. Around, and you can like you patch know, everything yourself, all analog and to shit. The mixer, to different, yeah. You know, effects and things like that. Like so way before I had any idea of what any of that shit was, dude. Like mm-hmm. I was just like, mm-hmm. whoa! I just push. Yeah. I just push shift and be like, whoa! And, and they flop. I'm like, the cables flop too. I was like, whoa! That's yeah, sick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. dude, that shit was crazy. Yeah, not only that, but they have a um, they have a sampler that's pretty easy to use, and also a yeah. loop player that you can sample with too. So that's, yeah, reloop. That's I used to rock reloop yeah. and all that, yep. dude. I trust, bro. I think I got the disc somewhere around here, dude. Still the yeah. old school. I love nice. reason. That's dope, dude. All right, brother. Well, mad respect. Like I said, I wish yeah. you well on your endeavors. Yeah, thanks, brother. And uh, just keep me posted, man. I can't wait Appreciate to hear it, what man. comes next. Yeah, yeah, man. If anyone wants to follow me, I'm at Stilo Free, S T E E L O F R E E. That's Twitter, that's Instagram, that's uh, TikTok. If you want to follow me on TikTok, I just kind of do promotional and funny videos sometimes. And, uh, and yeah, follow me. And thanks for having me on, bro. I appreciate it. For sure, man. Much love and respect. Everybody, anybody listening, I know this is the first episode, but um, hopefully we can uh, start something new. And uh, we'll see what happens. This is the Blue Dreamer, Dr. I, a.k.a. Devotee, signing out. And uh, hopefully uh, 
somebody pays attention and uh, tells a friend and they tell two friends and they tell two friends and uh, we'll see what happens but nice much love and respect to anyone paying attention peace